Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dairyland Talk, your one-stop shop for everything Wisconsin sports from Dairyland Express. Today, it's the Milwaukee Brewers that we're talking about. Mike Welland here with Sam Brom, as always, and... Sam, it's been an eventful week rumor-wise for the Brewers and also a very positive week as far as not losing any major players. For sure. I'm a little sad it's been quiet when it came to moves, but I'm getting excited because move may happen in some time, like with the Kluber rumors, possible Tulowitzki, and and there's just a lot more, and you just don't know what Stearns is going to do. No, absolutely. There's a lot of rumors going around. We'll talk about those in just a few minutes. But first, there are a couple things that did happen. Of course, the Rule 5 draft happened last week, and surprisingly, no Brewers were taken in the Major League phase. Uh, we were seen to be kind of resigned to losing, uh, very likely, Jake Gatewood, but no one took him. I think a lot of that was probably because of the knee issues that he had last year. Obviously, a torn ACL ended his season prematurely. But he'll be back in, in the minor league system, probably starting back in AA, maybe in AAA. We'll see where they put him there, but... I'm glad to see him around because he could be a good uh, asset for the future. On the other side, they also didn't add anyone. They added a couple guys in the AAA and AA phases, but they didn't add anyone in the Major League phase, which I think is going to be a very useful thing later on. They don't have to keep that extra 25-man spot. And there really wasn't a ton that was done in the Rule 5 in general. Not many uh, former top prospects were taken. It was just kind of a lot of the rebuilding teams trying to see what they had with very little to lose for sure i'm happy that gatewood stayed i'm kind of not surprised that no teams took any risks with him because torn acl hasn't played above double a and i'm just happy that the brewers also didn't take anyone because they're a playoff team they're great team and those 25 spots are valuable and they don't want to take a risk to use one of those and try to have them stay for the whole season. Absolutely. Last time they tried, I think, was uh, Wei Ching Wong. I think was the last guy they tried in the Rule 5. And that was kind of a wasted year because he had injuries. And when he was healthy, he didn't perform. And it took him a few years after that to make it back to the major. So Rule 5, not the ideal thing when you have a playoff contending team like the Brewers have. On the other side, they did make a, a, a minor trade. They traded a competitive balance pick around 39th or 40th overall in this summer's upcoming entry draft for relief pitcher Alex Claudio from the Texas Rangers. Now, Claudio did have a down year last year. He had an ERA over four, but he's an extreme ground ball lefty, and it adds another component to the left side where you have the strikeout king and hater. Now you get the sinker baller and Claudio coming from that same side. And I think this is a great find for the Brewers and a great move to bring in another solid, dependable bullpen arm for the next year. Yeah, I love the move. And in the offseason, we lost Jennings and we lost Cedeno. And I think it's a great pickup because they didn't really give up much. The draft pick may be a little valuable, but he didn't give up any any possible good players in the system. And I love what he did. Um, for the past few years, you like, like you said, an off year, but just his mechanics are unorthodox, 
throws three-quarter sidearm with a sinker slider and i believe a change up as well and i was watching some of his videos and his stuff is nasty i think he'll be great in multiple inning situations and i think he'll be good in matchup situations as well yeah stuff's a lot like uh if you had if you put Gio Gonzalez's stuff on Brent Suter's uh, delivery, yeah, he's very unorthodox, very three quarters, and he's and he and he throws he has that angle a little bit like Hater, but he throws a lot slower. He's got that big changeup, like you said, and while his numbers were down, a lot of that was luck. He had a very high batting average on balls in play. He played on a pretty poor team in Texas, and I think moving over to a contender, I think it's going to help a lot with him. He can be he can be a lefty specialist if we need him to be. I think he's also a guy who can give you a couple innings if you need it as well. And you're right, for a competitive balance pick that I think was similar to the pick they use on Jake Gatewood all those years ago, I think it was around that that around that range, that competitive balance round, I think it's a, it's a smart move by David Stearns. It's a typical Stearns move, kind of under the radar. It went under with all the, the speculation and all the signings and all the stuff we're seeing now with like Jay Happ going to the Yankees. Bringing in a good bullpen arm with a team like the Brewers is so valuable and so important. And I think it's going to go a long, long way as well. So that's the big move the Brewers made. There's still some spots open. There's still talk about what they're going to do. And there's been three prominent rumors over the past few days they've been linked to as far as who they've talked to, who they're watching. And we'll start on, We'll start with the pitching because that's been the big one that came out earlier today, I think it was, where they're now again linked to Corey Kluber. The Indians still looking, they're still talking about them looking to make the move, even though they shed some salary with the Carlos Santana trade and Edward Encarnacion being shipped off. But there's still talk of the trade moves with Kluber after they re-signed Carrasco. Do you think there's any validity to these rumors, and do you think the Brewers are actually going to make the move to bring in Corey Kluber? There's a good possibility, I think. It's going to be interesting to see what the trade is going to end up being like, because most likely the Indians are going to want Keston Hira because you have a former Cy Young and you have a team. Then when you look down the top 30 prospects of the Indians, they don't really have a second baseman. And it seems like they're looking to trade Kipnis as well. So it'll be, it'll be tough to make the trade, but I think that Stearns could work something out involving the stuff they have and try to avoid not sending their beloved future second baseman to the Indians. Yeah, I've heard I've heard rumors like that. I've heard I've also heard that they would make Corey Ray the centerpiece. Obviously Corey Ray had a breakout year last year, was named I think he was named minor league player of the year. But he he's kinda blocked right now because obviously you have Yelich, Kane, Braun, Santana, Broxton still around even though we'll see how that goes later on. Uh so he's kinda blocked from having a spot in the Brewers outfield and I think he'd be a good trade piece. I think he could be the centerpiece of that deal, kind of like how we saw in the Sabathia deal, where I see a top prospect like Matt Laporta, who was a top 10 pick, was seen as the centerpiece in that deal. I wonder if Ray would be similar to that. So I think if you could, if you can get, if you could do it with Corey Ray, maybe Zach Brown and some other guys, maybe a Tristan Lutz, I think it could go a long, long way to helping them out. But I, I, I don't think they're going to make the trade if Hira's involved. I, I think the Brewers still view him as untouchable. Same with guys like Corbin Burns, maybe Peralta. But I, I think if they make the deal, it's going to be for less than what people think it's going to be. And it's going to be very swung heavily toward the favor of David Stearns, who, with the exception of the scope trade, looking back at hindsight, has not been on the worst end of a deal. For sure. He hasn't made any, like, mistakes because 
he seems very like he wants to hold on to those certain guys and he wants to hold on to like we've seen with money as well with free agency he's shown a lot as a young gm and it's been great to see that he hasn't made any mistakes but when he does he takes he takes um what's the word uh he takes uh he took responsibility for what he's done with if he makes a bad trade like he did with the scope trade so i just love what he's doing and hopefully i think he could pull something out of his hat this off season that no one will expect no i agree i think that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on uh there's other talks about free agency moves. I don't think they're going to do too much as far as pitchers go. But on the other side, there has been quite a bit uh, of talk about Jed Lowry now being linked to the Brewers. Obviously, Lowry has uh, prior experience with David Cerns back when they were in Houston. Coming off an all-star year with the Oakland A's, a breakout year at, I think, his age 35 season. Uh, Lowry's a guy who I would be very intrigued bringing in just because He's a proven hitter. He's, I think he, I think he may have won a ring with the Red Sox back in the day. He's a very solid all-around player, and he's versatile. So when Hira comes up, if Lowry is still around, he could move over to be a utility guy, play short, play a little bit of third, maybe even play first if you need him to. And I think for the right price and for the right uh, amount of length, that could be a good move to bring him in. Yeah, I wrote an article about all the second base options, and I was going in depth with them. And first, Lemayhew. It seems like the dream pick right now, but the most realistic pick for me that I'd be, I would love would be Jed Lowry, just because like what you said, he could after, after uh, Hira comes up and possibly starts, then he can play that Hernan, Hernan Perez role and play everywhere in the infield, maybe even play a little outfield. But I think he'd be a great piece. He's got a little pop in his bat as. And most of it is on the left side, so I think that'd be good at Miller Park with the short porch. And also, just being a switch hitter is great to have. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The switch hitting part is something that is very underrated as far as what people have brought up with Jed Lowry. And I think, as far as LeMayhew goes, I would love to have Jesus LeMayhew, but I do think he's looking for a longer-term deal now that he's finally hitting free agency for the first time. Maybe similar to like what Mike Musaka was looking for last year. So I think LeMahieu may get a long-term deal from a, from a team that's looking for a long-term second baseman. A team like, I've heard rumors of the Angels looking at him. He may even go back to Colorado. I, I doubt that, but you never know. But Lowry, I think, would be a very good one to bring in just for a quick stopgap for the Brewers. On the other hand, they also talked, there was apparently numerous Brewers people involved in in uh, watching Troy Tulowitzki. So there's... Tulowitzki now maybe talk about going into second base to play play for teams, although he got released by the Blue Jays. So and it's interesting to see what you would think about Troy Tulowitzki coming in, uh, bringing another veteran who's Hall of Fame talent, but his injuries just kind of took over for him. Yeah, I'm kind of confused, but I'm slightly intrigued as well because Tulowitzki, people have said that he's healthy, he looks good, and all this stuff. But I've also heard that he just wants to play shortstop. But it's interesting. But um, Stearns is the type of guy that thinks out of the box. We've seen that with uh, with Sean Moustakis. And I think there it's a big possibility to maybe sign him for like a one-year deal to see how it goes. And I think it's 
low risk, high reward. So no, I agree. It'd be uh, I think a veteran veterans minimum deal for Tulowitzki, which is I think just take a chance for him and see what happens. He could always maybe if he performs really well, even flip him at the deadline. If is but in here it comes up, but it's never wor- it's never wrong to kick your tires for a guy like Troy Tulowitzki. You can always find other guys later if you need to, but. At least take a look, see what you got, see how his see how his knees are holding up, and if he can, if he can still play, he can still play. So I'd be fine with him taking the chance if he shows that he could keep his body in in condition and avoid the maladies that have plagued him the last seven or eight years. It seems like. Uh, moving on toward more toward the guys who are actually on the Brewers. Baseball America just released their top ten prospects for 2019, and I don't have a, an account, so I can only see the top five. But the top five Bruce prospects so far, according to Baseball America, obviously Keston here is number one. Uh, he's going to be number one until he is, uh, eludes prospect status. Number two, Corbin Burns is surprisingly still listed as a prospect. Uh, he never hit the innings limit because he came in as a bullpen arm. That'll change very shortly, but Corbin Burns still in there. He is the number two Brewers prospect. Number three is Corey Ray. Obviously, he has bounced back year, showing a lot more of what made him fifth overall a couple years ago. Number four, last year's first-round pick is Bryce Terang, the shortstop, who came out to a pretty solid start in rookie ball. He'll probably start up in Appleton with the Timber Rattlers to start the season and with a quick promotion likely over to Carolina if he starts strong with the Timber Rattlers. And number five is Tristan Lutz, the corner outfielder, who is likely to start in Carolina this year after having a solid start in Wisconsin last year as a 19-year-old. Guy shows a lot of big-time arm and pop in his bat. So what are your thoughts on Baseball America's top five list for the Brewers' prospects? I like it. I'm a little surprised with Tristan Lutz. When you look over his stats, it's not like they were unbelievable. I could I could kind of see someone like Zach Brown around that area. But I overall, I agree with everything. Of course, Keston Hira and Burns won't last. but And with Bryce Terang, I think he has a lot of potential, and he could be a great guy. In the future, hopefully, he'll go maybe as fast as Keston Hira has gone up. But I think he has a lot of potential, and I think they got it right. Yeah, that was a big thing last year was with Terang was, were they going to be able to sign him? He was an LSU commit. He was seen going into the last year as potential number one overall pick, but expectations kind of skyrocketed for him, and his numbers weren't what people expected, so he dropped. And the Brewers may have gotten a steal at 17 when they drafted Terang, and be able to get him signed, I think, was a big deal as well. I agree with you on Tristan Lutz. I think, I think he's a, an extremely talented player. Uh, but Zach Brown is a little more proven on the minor league level. But I think the ceiling for Lutz is top flight. I, I think it's higher than what we saw with we see with like Domingo Santana. I think he, Lutz could be a very very good right fielder in the majors. I don't know if it'll be with the Brewers because there's obviously still Christian Yelich and others. But if he takes his time, he comes up in three or four years, Kane's contract would be up by then, Braun's contract would be up by then, so we may see him wearing a Brewer uniform. I wonder how much things will move if a trade is made, and what happens when Corbin Burns loses his prospect status. Then we may see Zach Brown climb up, then we may see some other guys maybe move up into that five spot. But either way, the Brewers, still a very strong farm system, despite making some deals over the past couple months. I think the Brewers are in still in great shape for the future, and all credit has to go to David Stearns, does it not? Yeah, he's done everything. He's made the picks. He's made the trades. He's helped this rebuild like what it is 
because all all the prospects were most of them were all him and he's done a lot not with just the prospects with also just the moves in general when you talk about Christian Yelich of course Lorenzo Cain he's just in, done an unbelievable job and I gotta give props to him when it comes to the prospects yeah I, I agree he's I think he's done a great job uh, something to keep an eye on as well obviously you wrote about it about JT Real Muto there's still talks going on with teams there but it sounds like the with the Mets out of the running uh, they signed Wilson Ramos so they're now I thought I don't think they're anymore in the Real Muto stakes and now a big talk is Houston and if and the Astros also just signed Michael Brantley so if you add JT Real Muto to Houston's lineup I am officially terrified of the 2017 champions but do you think Real Muto is still a realistic prospect for the Brewers, or is he going to an American League team? Honestly, I think American League is where he's going to go because just the price is so high for Real Muto. When they were talking to the Mets, they wanted Brandon Nimmo, and Nimmo had a higher war than Real Muto, and they just not just Nimmo, they wanted more prospects as well. The price is so high, and I think they're kind of trying to make up for the mistakes they made when it came to the Yelich trade, Ozuna trade, and Stanton trade. And I just can't believe how high it is, and I, it kind of seems unrealistic now for the Brewers. Yeah, Derek Jeter trying to recover a little bit with after getting... he Well, he got thoroughly fleeced in Stanton and Ozuna. The Brewers trade, obviously Yelich was the MVP. There's still high hopes for them for all four guys who are on their 40-man roster especially with guys like Yamamoto and Monte Harrison. But I agree with you. I think Real Muto is more likely to end up in the American League. I hope it's not Houston, but that seems uh, very likely. Scenarios there seem to be willing to give up Tucker for him and some of their top prospects. But lastly, I saw so earlier there were some predi- uh, I saw you liked it on Twitter. There were some predictions about where some guys would, would go, a lot of the bigger names. They had Jed Lowry going to the Brewers, but they also had... Bryce Harper going to Chicago's north side and going over to the Cubs. If that were to happen, what, how would you feel more about the division race next year? It'll be interesting. Wait, what division race are you talking about specifically? The, the, the AL Nas- Central? National League Central. Nationally. But if, if, if Bryce Harper went to the Cubs. Oh, I. it just doesn't seem realistic to me. But if he does end up in a Cubs uniform... I don't know what to think because just it seems like it just doesn't seem realistic. I can't even imagine it happening just because the money problems they have. They they could trade guys like Hayward and Chatwood and guys like that, but I don't think that's going to happen just because they're not the best players. But it's I just can't see it happening, but if it does it's I don't even know what to think. Fair enough. A couple minor things as well for the Brewers. They are officially going to be having two Arizona League teams for the Brewers minor league teams. They're going to have a blue team and a gold team in Arizona for their for their Arizona leagues. They have also signed right-handed pitcher Chris Dula to a minor league deal, and uh, I think he was an independent ball last year was throwing triple digits, so he needed to really work on finding his his control, but. Anytime you can bring in a guy who throws a hundred into your into your farm system, I'm never going to complain. For sure, I liked I liked the pickup. His when I looked at his stats in independent ball, they were a little high, but 102 is 102. So just good fastball. Develop him and work with him. 
he may even see him in the majors. You never know. And finally, we'll end on a little bit of a bittersweet note. We say goodbye to the funniest baseball player in the major or minor leagues, Tim Dillard. Uh, the erstwhile side armor has, after spending 15 years in the Brewers minor leagues, has signed a deal with the Texas Rangers, mostly because t- he will be in AAA there, and he their AAA system is the Nashville Sounds, which is where he makes his residence with his family. So, the great Tim Dillard, at Dim Dillard on Twitter, if you want to enjoy some great laughs, says, finally, farewell to the Brewers and is on his way to Texas. Maybe he'll get a shot with the big club as they rebuild, I don't know. But hope, I think we're going to see him back in Wisconsin once his career is done, whether as a broadcaster or some sort of coach or even just a foil for Bob Uecker. But either way, you say goodbye to Tim Dillard. Ed. Do you have any memories of Dillard, even going back to when he was a, was in the majors all those years ago? Yes. Um, a few years ago, I went to spring training, and me and my friends got to talk to him. And he was one of the funniest guys and one of the nicest guys I've ever met as a player. And that's the one thing I'll remember about him because he was, even if he wasn't the best player, he was just a great person. And I think this won't be the last time we'll see him. I think we'll end up hearing him on the radio or hearing him on TV soon. And I I wish him the best of luck. Absolutely. So, so long, Tim. We'll see you soon. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Dairyland Talk. For Sam Brown, where can people find you and what are you writing on now? You can find me at World of Wisconsin Sports, or you can find me on my personal account, sam.brahm2, B-R-A-H-M. And right now, I'm still thinking about what I'm going to write about. I think I may do something involving the rotation, and if nothing happened, see if what it would look like. Yeah, sounds great. And you can find me on Twitter at Mike Wentland, all one word. I'm still working on writing a hockey article for Dairyland Express as well. Also dealing, uh, working with high school sports over in central Wisconsin. So if you're listening to the radio in central Wisconsin in Wapaka County, you can hear me doing play-by-play for that as well. So always, as always, stay tuned to more of Dairyland Express's coverage and Dairyland Talk. Follow Dairyland Express on Twitter at Dairyland Express. Express, no E in that word, all one word otherwise. And keep track of everything, Brewers, Packers, Badgers, Bucks, and, and when I get my article done, Badger Hockey as well. So until next time, this is for Dairyland Talk. We'll talk to you later.